More of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome to Hour 3. I just got attacked. Carrie talking about somebody got squirrels in their pants. Zach is turning on the TVs in here. Why are you turning on the TVs in this studio when you have your own TVs in a producer studio? It's not for me. You're turning on the TVs for me? Yeah. And everybody else that has to be. I don't, I don't need the TVs on. So turn them off. No, Carrie, that is not Brian D. on ESPN. I'm Brian D. Brian D is cool. You know who else is cool? Spalding. He is cool. Uh, who else is cool? Bunch of them is cool. Scafidi is cool. Uh, I don't really know Jeff Wagner like that. No, they're cool for the most part. Some are cooler than others. Oh, good Lord. I got to talk about a damn topic i've been trying to talk about for two hours y'all got me distracted now the caller says uh, i gotta read all these uh i can't log into my i'm always having problems around here i'm tired of this stuff not working Type in my damn password, which I got to remember to log out of all the accounts I log into because I didn't log out of my email account. And Dr. Ken came in to do his show in the afternoon and dude sent me an email from my email account. I don't like that because I'll be having stuff in my email that's for Sherwin. I don't, if somebody, one of my colleagues left their email logged in on their computer like their personal email i would close it out as a courtesy it's like if i found somebody's wallet somebody's purse or something i don't want nothing that's in there that they probably need that little bit of money that's in there some of y'all think you're a good samaritan if you find somebody's wallet or their purse you take the money out but then think you're still doing a good deed if you give them their belongings back no you're a damn thief don't take anything from somebody and then some of y'all get mad. Like there's been stories over the years where somebody lost a bag of money. How the hell that happens? I don't know. And quite honestly, in my opinion, if you ain't responsible with a bag of money, you don't deserve any of it. But somebody or they'll lose a wallet with like $2,000 in cash in it. And then the person who finds the wallet, of course, counts the money and they give the wallet back or the purse back with all of the money still in there. And they expect the person who, who, who receives their belongings back to give the person that found their belongings all of the $2,000 and then they get mad when the person only gives you five bucks. You shouldn't expect to get anything. The deed of finding somebody's belongings and returning it to them should supersede any money that they give you. I mean, if that's the case, if you need the money that damn bad, then just steal it, right? Just steal the whole thing and just leave a purse or the wallet. Just put it in the garbage if you need money that bad. All right, the caller says. The caller been texting all morning. Thank you for the happy birthday wish, the caller, and many more to you. I hope to have many more. I'm getting a lot of quality out of my years, so 
you know, whenever, whenever I go, I have to be okay with it. Professor Hughes, Chris Rock's character, Pookie, was a crackhead. He sure was. But Pookie was a memorable crackhead. August made 10 songs about Jada and didn't get smacked. Yeah, and nobody listens to August Alsina. Like, I don't even know any of those songs. And I think because I, when I found out he was making a bunch of songs, Carrie may have played one last year, and I had never heard it before. He didn't get no airplay for that mess. The whole thing has been an embarrassment. The whole thing with the marriage between Jada and Will, with Jada getting the best of it, she took his manhood. She took it. And he gets nothing in return. How is Will Smith better, a better man? How is it measurable that he's a better man for being with that woman? And I don't, you know, get into people's relationship situations. It's private, but keep it private because once in the age of the Internet, you make your relationship entanglements public, then we own you. We own all the opinions and all the commentary about you. That's why you keep that stuff to yourself because ultimately it only harms you. You got to be real careful when you all share personal information. The only personal information you should share is the person you're being personal with, and they must be sworn to secrecy. You don't put that stuff out there. I was riding around yesterday, and I saw uh, somebody had an SUV with a pineapple sticker on the back window. Y'all know what that means. You know what a pineapple symbolizes? Someone who is open to swinging. They're in the lifestyle. That's their symbol that they use. And they'll display the pineapple because otherwise you can't tell who's a swinger and who's not a swinger. So they'll display the symbol, the imagery of the swinging lifestyle, which to me, disgusting. It's disgusting. It seems like nothing is sacred anymore. If they're, if nothing is sacred, then a bond between a man and a woman or a marriage or whoever the people are that are married, like that should be, let that be the last bastion of things that are sacred. Everything else can be exploited, but there has to be something that is foundational in this society in which there are no compromises. So we riding around yesterday. We see this person with the pineapple sticker. So we're in the left lane. We're on um, well, Mayfair Road. Head into Colders to go look at some furniture, you see. So we own, we're going south on Mayfair Road, which turns into Highway 100. So I see this black SUV with the pineapple sticker on the back window. And I said to my lady, I said, yo, look at, she said, oh, snap. Let's catch up to them and see what they look like. We want to see what a damn swinger looks like. And so she's dipping and dodging and because swingers apparently drive very fast in traffic. So we following a pineapple stick. We want to see what this person looked like. And it was just like uh, she had neck tattoos. We finally caught up to her. We was like, Ugh, who wants to swing with her? She just had a bunch of like a younger ish Caucasian woman, probably late 20s, maybe early 30s. But with white folks, it's really hard to tell. Very hard. to tell. For all we know, she was 19 years old and looked 30. But her neck tattoos were were visible, but she had the pineapple sticker on display on the vehicle. And it's not like it was a mascot. It's not like this woman worked for Dole Pineapples. That is the symbol of a swinger. So sometimes people will display it. Um, so you guys ever take those riverboat cruises? And so in Milwaukee, they has called uh, MKE Boats or BoatMKE.com. They got a bunch of different vessels where they do like these party cruises 
throughout the summer and the early fall where you pay a little money, you get a ticket on a boat and they got a DJ and they serve drinks. It's actually a very good time. Well, you go up the Milwaukee River out to Lake Michigan. You come back down the Milwaukee River to the pier where the boat launches from, you see. And you pass a lot of condos because there's a lot of condos along the river throughout downtown Milwaukee and Walker's Point and the Third Ward, et cetera. And in on the deck of one of those condos is a huge inflatable pineapple. So they're trying to tell all the people who might be on the Milwaukee River boating on one of those chartered boats of their own little personal runabout that in this condo are people that swing. Here's another thing to look out for. If you go to a grocery store. Some of you go to the grocery store. In fact, during COVID, that's the only damn place we could go. And you see where they keep the pineapples. There's a pineapple section because pineapple is a very delicious piece of produce that people can buy high in fiber and vitamin C and probably a whole bunch of other stuff. Pineapples, not the already sliced pineapples, not those, not the cored pineapple, but the unpeeled, uncored pineapple with the crown still on top. And if you happen to see one of those pineapples turned upside down, either in the pineapple section of your produce department of your grocery store or better yet, in someone's cart. If the pineapple is upside down, so the leafy crown is down and the the main part of the pineapple is up, they also are a swinger. FYI, be careful when you approach these people because if you approach them on their display in the pineapple, they're going to expect some swinging. Okay, just letting you know. I want you all to be very knowledgeable when you're out here in public. Now that you have been made aware of it, you're going to be noticing a lot more pineapples. Just an FYI. Or if somebody is wearing a pineapple pin or a pineapple imprint on their shirt. Now, it could be just coincidence, but I doubt it because it's such an obscure fruit. And because the symbolism is as such when somebody wears a pineapple, well, you should know what that means. Thank you for one four seven one nine. Keon says, joyful new year to you, old man. Are you sporting the Coco Brown players brim? You know what, Keon? I'm not. Uh, Keon got me a real nice hat for my birthday many years ago. I don't know who it was, but I was on air at WNOV. And for some reason, it was just me and him at the station on my birthday, which was a terrible mistake and a huge failure of management. Keon was my producer over at WNOV for a number of years. And somebody brought me, I remember this, a cheesecake and a bottle of Crown Royal for my birthday. And Keon and I while we were on the air, ate the cheesecake and drank the bottle of Crown Royal. I will never do that again because being on air and consuming alcohol usually does not go very well. But Keon also, he he got me a real nice hat. I still got that hat, Keon. Keon, that hat is so nice that I don't even really wear it because it's too nice. Sometimes I got stuff that's so nice I don't even wear it because I might mess it up. All right. Sorry about that, the caller. I owe you a bunch of text messages. 101.7% Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff are pioneers. I'd say more Jazzy Jeff than Will. I guess Will is because he he made friendly rap in an era of censorship. Do you guys remember the PMRC? Chipper Gore and all a bunch of what would now we would call Karens that were trying to censor music. The reason why we have parental advisory labels on albums, because they were trying to censor music that they didn't like because there was this 
desire for all music and all art to be sterile and pure. And when I think when that happens, you're trying to silence the voices of people who have been harmed the most in America. See, one of the beautiful things about this country is you get to say whatever the hell you want without the government telling you you can't say it. Now, you can't threaten people, obviously. But if you want to express something or you want to express yourself, if you want to create you have the ability to do that without the government stepping in and saying, no, you can't do that. We don't like the message. The PMRC was exactly that. It was government censorship. And so Will Smith, the Fresh Prince, created rap in an era where white folks wanted black voices censored because we have the ability to start a revolution. So they wanted our music and our art sanitized. And it was the government that okayed putting these labels on our music. Because let's be clear, they wanted to censor our music, not anything else. Will Smith made hip-hop in an era of censorship, and he was like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. So whatever. Yeah, I mean, you got to get famous. You got to make a bunch of money. You got to make a name for yourself. But looking back in hindsight and then seeing how Will Smith has been so manipulated by that woman, it all makes sense to me now. All makes sense. Jada still loves Tupac, who could have grabbed her behind in front of Will and not gotten slapped. Oh, we already know. That's probably who she was meant to be with anyway, was Tupac. Jada probably, I don't want to say it. I'm going to be careful these days. I might get canceled by a, a bunch of rabid Jada Pinkett fans. Jada don't got no fans. Who's a, who, a fan of what? She made a movie called Set It Off, and then she was in Girl's Trip. And even in Girl's Trip, her character was square. There you go, Professor Hughes. Mimosas, your lady in a string bikini and heels, bartending in the morning. Great way to start the day. I couldn't have it any other way. I really want to say something, but I don't want to offend y'all. I want to say it, but I shouldn't say it. Take, great take on toxic masculine feminine energy and the commonality black oppressors have towards other non-whites in the case. Yeah, we just want to be able to oppress people because to us, like the people that have always had the most power over us, like we look at that and we analyze it. We put it under a microscope and at its bare essence, the people that have always had the most power over us have power because they get to oppress us. So for us internally, subconsciously, to be powerful is to be able to subjugate other people. That is the image of power that we get because we are subjugated. So we, to obtain power, as we think it's supposed to exist, is to subjugate somebody else. Professor, Generation X is by far the coolest generation ever. Cool ages like wine, folks older and younger envy the generation that created the culture of hip hop. Oh, we stand alone. Totally. We are a unique specimen. We're also the smallest in population of all the generations that are existing, that are surviving right now. There's something very unique about us because we represented a fundamental change in American society. We were the first generation of latchkey kids. We did create and pioneer the genres of grunge music, which was a re-envisioning of, of, of rock music, but also the, the crossover. When Run DMC and Anthrax, or I'm sorry, Run DMC and Aerosmith created Walk This Way, and then Public Enemy and Anthrax, like we created new genres of music that's unique to our generation. 
we are just that diverse. You got a lot of Generation X folks that grew up in very racially diverse areas, schools, and neighborhoods because we're the first generation to actually benefit from the breaking of housing segregation. We also, for better or for worse, are the generation that experienced a different type of racial and class diversity because of school integration programs. Now there's a backlash to all of that. But in our time, we grew up with everybody. We kicked it with everybody. We went to the mall with everybody. We're different. And now the world, it's like the world is confusing to us because we remember back when we all got along. Uh, look, the white boys that I kicked it with knew more rap lyrics than I did. And then the white boys had me listening to Metallica. I would argue that one of the most intricately produced albums of all time of any genre was Injustice for All by Metallica that probably came out in 87. Our music and how the cultures have blended to create new genres is just one reflection of how unique we, Generation X, are. We also had our entire childhoods existed before there was the Internet. Everybody wasn't under damn surveillance all the time. Everybody didn't have a damn camera. When we left home... It was a crapshoot if to whether we even came back or not. Our parents just did not know where we were. Think about this for a second. Y'all don't let your damn kids, y'all text your kids every 30 seconds, even if in the other room. When I left the house, my parents were like, well, good luck. Hey, mama, daddy, I'm going to the mall. All right, then. Well, okay. Well, maybe we won't see the boy again. That's just how it was. That's how we grew up. We disappeared. We were able to do things and make mistakes and experiment with life without being under constant scrutiny of surveillance. The stuff we did wasn't tweeted. Stuff we did wasn't shared. Do you think for a damn minute that back in our day, Generation X folks, we bought Polaroid film, which was $10 for 10 pictures. Do you hear me? $10 got you a single Polaroid cartridge to take 10 Instamatic pictures. You think we was taking pictures of our damn food? You think we was taking our damn Polaroid cameras where it was a dollar a picture. And this is in the 80s. So it'd be like $4 a picture now. You think we would take that damn Polaroid camera and turn it around to face ourselves and take damn selfie? Do you think that women were spending a dollar a picture to take a picture of their butt cheeks and just send it to somebody? No, we were not. We understood fundamentally privacy. And nobody understands it anymore because all of it, like we have gotten used to not having any privacy whatsoever, even though we claim to want to be private. No, you're not. Stop it. Don't don't complain. The government is spying on you. You tell the government everything. I can tell everything about you, your mama, your family, your kids, where you've been in life, where you're going in life by looking at your Facebook page for five minutes. Oh, my God, the government is spying on us. They don't need to. You tell everybody every damn thing. I live in a world that is full of big mouths. How ironic. Because I'm on talk radio. The truth with Sherwin Hughes. We'll be right back. It's the truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017TheTruth.com. Congratulations, Truth listeners. You've heard me talk about the dream of owning your own home with Axe Housing, and our community is making home ownership happen. Last year, 145 African-American families successfully purchased their first home. 
They worked with their axe housing coach to create a plan and a budget. And on average, they received seven thousand dollars in grants for down payment assistance, doubling their down payment. If you're not dreaming of home ownership by now, you should be. You can get started on virtual orientation like by clicking on the truth link at axehousing.org. That's A-C-T-S housing.org. Don't let where you are financially today get in the way of your bright future. Axe coaches are here to help. That's axehousing.org. And the new 1017 The Truth is home of Milwaukee Panthers basketball. Don't miss any of the hoops action by listening to Panthers basketball on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, which you should go download right now for free, and all of your favorite streaming platforms. We have Horizon League Conference Tournament Basketball on The Truth. Tune in tonight as the Milwaukee Panthers take on the Cleveland State Vikings in the Horizon League semifinals. Coverage begins at 8. Tip is set for 8.30. And tune in to The Truth in the afternoon with our good friend Dr. Ken Harris today at 5. As Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Candidate Daniel Kelly joins Dr. Ken for an interview. They will discuss why Dan Kelly believes you should vote for him to join the Wisconsin State Supreme Court on April 4th. Again, that is Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Candidate Daniel Kelly on The Truth with Dr. Ken. Truth in the afternoon this afternoon at 5 o'clock. All right, that's enough of those. Let's see what we got here. I wasted this whole damn show. Didn't even get to the topic, did I? Carrie, why are you looking at me like that? You good? I'll do another one later. I really should be taking another break right now, but I'm not going to. No, you really want me to take a break right now? I just came back from a break. That's disrespectful. Why can't, why is this page opening up? I'm so sick of this mess around here. You know what? I'm just going to read text messages. I almost cussed. I get very frustrated. When the, why are you looking at me like that? You need to relax, Carrie. You need to chill. Are you threatening me? Nobody's scared of you, Carrie. Can you fight? Actually, I bet. Actually, I don't want to find out. It was very good to see your father on Friday. I you come from good stock. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, okay, all right now, all right now. Look at him. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She don't really tell me about all that though. Yeah, yeah. Just the coolest cat ever. All right, 262388 says, I'm a millennial age 32. I should be 45 or 50 years of age due to my favorite artists is Warren Hill, Moby, Michael Walney, oh, Paul Hardcastle, George Benson, Thelonious Monk, and Sade. You are an old soul, 262388. Here's what I really want for my birthday. I'm going to do this for my 50th. I want to have an intimate venue jazz concert. I don't know where yet. So one of y'all with a real big house, maybe we have it at your house, real big old house somewhere. I want Boney James, Rick Braun, Kenny G, Warren Hill, Definitely Paul Hardcastle. This is who I want to play at my 50th birthday celebration. And Richard Elliott. That's who I want to play. And maybe Lee Rittenauer. That's who I want to play at my 50th birthday party. 
414999 says, happy born day. Thank you. Love from the plantation. You on the plantation? Well, tell us where you at. Give us the address. We'll GPS and we'll come free you. What if we found out that there was actually an existing slave plantation that just flew under the radar for the last 160 some years? What would y'all do if you found out that somewhere in Mississippi in a little little town, a little unincorporated town, it was still like people did, didn't know that like they had no Internet, they had no TV and people didn't know that slaves had been free. What if it's still an operating plantation? Would y'all even go down there to trying to free the slaves? I bet some of y'all would probably try to buy some of the black people. You would come down there like, oh, we heard that there's still slavery here on this plantation. Yeah, we still got it here. Ain't nothing ever changed around here. Some of y'all would offer masses some money for some of them black folks. I wouldn't doubt it. Our people are, we're nuts. When given the opportunity to be slave owners, black people actually were. They would they bought their own freedom. There's all sorts of stories about this. But I think that dichotomy and that duplicity still exists in black people today. Sometimes we like freedom for us and equality for us is to be able to do whatever we want, right? Including oppress somebody. I think that sometimes if it if it had been the other way around, if we had built boats and then sailed north to Europe and stole peasant white people and we took people that were like in prisons and in jails and those that lost European wars. And if we as Africans would have conquered the under-evolved Caucasians and made them work for us and make them speak our language and give them religion and give them culture and take everything away from them and rape their women and stole their babies and put them on auction blocks. And if we created a tremendous foundation of wealth based upon white Europeans, we would be just as bad or worse than them. There's no doubt in my mind that we would be just as bad. Diane says, Paul Taylor, I agree, but Paul Taylor can play in my 50th birthday party celebration. That's in two years. So I got two years to get the, I don't know, $750,000 I would need to have all those performers put on a small venue show for me and mines. All right. Um, Two six two three eight eight says, I'll give $2,000 for the 50th birthday if you do that for your birthday. Bet. Cool. Carrie, can I give out my cash app? I can. Is that against a rule? It's Sherwin again. It's my cash app. I think that's all of them. My cash app, my Venmo. Al says, no Gerald Albright. Eh, no, sorry. Rodney says, enter Sandman by Metallica. That's too new. And Metallica turned pop. They turned too commercial. You know, Metallica tried to sue Napster. Y'all remember Napster? The original file music file sharing service. And Metallica and other artists entered into a lawsuit because they weren't making money anymore. Now the only way that artists, music artists, can make real money, because nobody buys music anymore, and y'all tripping. It's just available on YouTube, but artists make money off of their celebrity. They make money off of touring, ripping y'all off for concert tickets via Ticketmaster, so that's how they make money. They don't make money selling albums no more. They make pennies on their music. They don't make any money selling albums. They make money touring, 
and doing merchandising. That's why every damn rapper has a clothing line, they have a shoe, and they have a bottle of liquor because they cannot make money off of their music. They Whatever money they do make, they, look, they'll get into franchising. Like Rick Ross owns a bunch of chicken joints. Don't Rick Ross own chicken joints? Lemon pepper flavored chicken restaurants or something? Yeah, they don't make money off of music anymore because with the proliferation of the consumer internet nobody was buying music you were just going on the computer going into somebody else's hard drive and downloading the files that they had ripped off of their cds you would buy a cd remember when you used to buy a cd you go to a record store you buy 15 17 dollars 20 dollars for a damn cd this is back in the 90s you know we were like intentionally ripped off for cds so what consumers did is we fired back we'd buy an expensive cd for 20 dollars you put it in your computer on a CD-ROM drive. Computers don't even come with CD-ROM drives anymore, probably because we used to steal so much music off of CDs. So you put a CD in, and then a, a dialog box would open up on your computer. You all remember this? And then it would ask you what you wanted to do with the music files on that CD. And you could say, rip them to my hard drive. So then you would take your whole collection of CDs, okay? And you could put everything on your computer and then you would sign up for Kazaa or LimeWire or the original one, Napster. And I could share all of my music from all the CDs that I bought with other people that also did the same thing. And we essentially traded music, meaning that CD that I bought for $20 could allow me to download an unlimited amount of CDs from anybody else who was using that same file sharing service. And so Metallica sued because they're like, yo, nobody is buying our music anymore. One person buys our $20 CD. That $20 CD can get distributed to millions of people. So instead of selling millions of CDs, they only sold one. After that, Metallica started making much more commercial music. They fell off. Sino says, I'll be 35 on Friday. Can I come to your party? Yeah, my 50th birthday party. Absolutely. I'm going to take a break, come back, continue reading text messages and just chatting. Maybe we won't get to the Civil War story. Plus, the tab is not opening up on my computer. Well, don't worry. We'll just talk about that tomorrow. The truth was sure when he was on the new 1017 FM. We'll be back in a second. This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Got good news for you. The Black-Owned Business Give Back is back. We have again teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed. 1017 The Truth will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses this year. To sign up for this offer, go to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on 1017 The Truth. For official contest rules and more information, just go on over to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank member, FDIC. All right, guys. So... Corey says Corey you're only 32 probably should save your name Corey says I'll give $2,000 for the 50th birthday party if you do that for Sherwin's 50th jazz birthday party my name is Corey Corey you're a gay Republican listener and he's black too 
The gays love Sherwin. Good. Oh, Lord, look who it is on the damn phone. Good God almighty. Hello. Hello. How come she ain't saying nothing, Carrie? Uh Uh-oh, there she is. Hello? What the hell is going on? Hello? Hey. You okay over there? Hey, Cheryl. You all right? Yes. What the hell? I on? am. I couldn't. I couldn't. Do you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, because I can hear you better now, too. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. It's a wonderful day, isn't it? Um. I wanted to go over, uh, yeah, I thought uh, uh, Chris Rock, oh, my God, that was excellent, excellent. And the reason why I say that is because I remember I kept wondering what, you know, type of uh, entertainment uh, medium they were going to give us a reflection or synopsis of what we were going through in some, you know, comedic way. And he just. I was so elated because we need to look, be able to reflect on what we're going through in a comedic but yet intelligent way and yet a moral human way, too. And he just did that, man. Oh, man. I didn't know where to place Chris Rock as a comedian before, but now he's right, like, right up there with uh, Dave Chappelle as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, yeah, and then, to, <laughs> to, like, I wanted, I had planned something for your birthday. <laughs> I had planned something for your birthday, but I, I thought about it, and then I said, you know what? I am not a messy person, and like Chris Rock said, I, my parents raised me well. And I said, you know what? I got to respect this lady. Oh, I got to respect this lady. You know, it wasn't like anything, you know, uh, out of out of order. Uh, yes, it was. was yes, it was out of order. Everything you talk about is out of damn order. Like a broken ass elevator, it's out of order. No, 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 no. Actually, uh, it 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 it's um, because you know the way you come across, you know, and the way your guys come across, you know, as far as women concerned. So. The song that came to me to sing uh, was uh, Natalie Cole's uh, I'm Catching Hell. And I was going to sing that wrong to you, you know, because I've been singing since I was eight. But anyway, I said, no, I can't because of, I have to respect your lady. And I want her to know that I respect her. And, and I want people to know that we can do this in a respectful, you know what I'm saying, classy way, too. So... That's that's my thing, and I just wanted to say, you know, happy birthday, and you know, you're a great guy, and you just bring such um, creativity and 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 vigor and intellectual challenges, and you know, uh, uh, um, everything, energy to the to the airways that you know just just you know brings 
uh, uh, Milwaukee to the to the uh, table in a decent and intelligent way. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. And I just love that. I just love that. And, and I can connect with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something that Milwaukee needs. And, and I think, too, that, you know, when you elevate it that in such a way that, um, you know, it brings us up out of that low vibe uh, energy that we've been uh, so projected to uh, uh, be a part of. And we seem to be, you know, conforming to it. And I think that you bring on a different perspective and a different you know, uh, uh, um, look at uh, the good people in Milwaukee and the intelligent people in Milwaukee with some, you know, craziness to it and some freak to it. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Ms. Shaq. That's very nice I'm of looking, you. I'm looking forward to the future. You know what I'm saying? We don't elevate Milwaukee one way or the other. One way or the other. Thank okay? You. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. All right, Ms. Shaq. I'll take a little pause for the cause. It'll be my last break of the program. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back. You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Mike from Mill Road says, in regards to music streams and digital ownership, this is where NFTs... And blockchain can make a surge. I agree. 414418 says, You're right, I might be a little older, but in the 60s, we went to movies, the Iroquois Boat Ride, and Dandelion Park at the age of 9 to 10 alone with friends. Can't do that today. Even with all the surveillance that exists, children are at more risk for danger than ever before. And I think it's because the internet gives everybody access to everybody. And here's a word of caution, something that those of us that grew up and had like the internet didn't come until we were adults. Most of us in my generation, like there's younger generation X people that had the internet when they were teenagers, but like we didn't have it in like middle school or grade school. It was when we were older teens or young adults Parents put their children at risk on the Internet by wanting to share with the world details about your family. You're you're telling the world who your kids are, where your kids go to school and what your kids look like all on the Internet because you want to be proud parents. Y'all, you don't know all of the people you're sharing this information to. You are giving your child a digital footprint the moment you make mention of your child. The second a woman finds out she's pregnant and posts her first ultrasound, her child who's not even on Earth yet has a digital footprint. So now the entire whole of the internet knows that you're pregnant. They know you're going to give birth. Then when you have the baby, you got pictures of the baby, the first birthday, first birthday. Oh, we're going here. We're going taking the baby here. We're going to go shopping here. You are telling an unlimited amount of strangers in a country where everybody is armed to the teeth, everything about the most vulnerable thing about you. And that's your child. Like that makes no sense to me. We give children digital footprints even before they are born. People will share what they name their newborn child on the Internet before they might even tell family and friends. So people that you don't know know more about you than the people that should only know those things about you. All right. Four, one, four, four, two, six says, OK, Nia Long from the best man at Miss Shack. Sure, Miss Shack would appreciate that compliment. Sir Chauncey says. 
wow, sure, when Ms. Shaq talked so much, she didn't give you time to ask her about which way her pineapple was placed on a shopping basket. Hell, I don't want to know. Madison says, happy birthday, Sherwin. Thank you, Madison. You should look into being a passport, bro. I hear it's awesome. I am a passport, bro. I've had a passport since 2019, but I'm not traveling to a foreign country to meet a third world country woman. Nah, I'm cool. I mean, I need an American woman because I need her to understand the culture. And I'm not trying to go find some woman from a poor country who, who's more traditional, but also ignorant and naive to be exploited. Like, I just don't need that. I think I look at, now that I'm more mature, I don't even look at women the same way. I, I really don't. I think there was a period of time in my life, like a period of time in every man's life. And some men are still in that period of time where like having a lot of women brings some kind of satisfaction. It maybe it boosts your self-esteem and it makes you feel good about yourself, lets you know you still have it, lets you know that you have some value and you have some worth. I don't think that's where mature men get their value and their worth from because women are always going to be there. And by having a bunch of them, all you're doing is just taking on their problems. Like, even if I see an attractive woman, like, wow, that woman is really super attractive. I think somebody is sick of her. Like, like she got on somebody's nerves so bad that he don't even want her no more. And so when I see women that I don't know, and if they're really attractive, most men are like, yeah, I'm finna go talk to her. Yeah, I'm finna go try and get her number get her Instagram or whatever the hell it is. I don't even think like that no more. I see her as a walking bunch of problems that she then will put on me if I date her. Call me crazy, but that's just what it is. And I got too much experience with these women, especially the prettiest ones. Those are, it's deceiving, isn't it? Sometimes the more beautiful they are, the more done up they are, the more adornments they have, the hair, the makeup, the jewelry, they're hiding something. They want to mask from us men who don't exactly pay a lot of attention to details anyway. They're hiding something from us. They want to blind us with beauty so we don't know how many problems they have that they simply can't solve. And a lot of times they're the source of their problems because when it comes down to it, they don't really have to be responsible for it. They always can be a victim. Well, this man did this to me. That's why I'm like this. This is why I can be mean to you and disrespectful to you and talk to you any old kind of way because it's your fault. I got pregnant. I'm a single mother because that man that I spread my legs for, he decided to leave me. You got to help me. I'm a victim. I'm a single mother. You're my new man. You need to take care of me and my children and deal with my immature, irresponsible behavior. I can't do that no more. I'm too old. I know too much. I'm too mature. I also liken a man that gets angry and can't control his hands to me is the same as a woman who gets angry and can't control her mouth. They're different forms of violence. Don't believe me? Take a child and never hit him or her. Never, never physically abuse that child ever. So don't lay a physical hand on them, okay? Tell them they're stupid. Tell them they're worthless. Tell them they're, unwa- they're unwanted. Tell them they will never be anything. Repeatedly, tell that child that they remind you of their father who is gone, okay? And then versus the child that gets hit, 
the child that takes those verbal lashings will be more likely to be in and out of jail, less likely to finish high school. They're going to be an addict. They're going to be depressed. They're going to have anxiety, even worse than the child that was hit. And how do I know? Because a bunch of y'all were hit and your parents try to mask it as discipline. A bunch of y'all are okay. But those of you that suffered verbal and emotional abuse from your mamas and your grandmamas are so damaged you'll never recover. A man that gets angry and can't control his hands is just as bad or maybe not even as bad as a woman who gets angry and can't control her words and her mouth. And on that note, I'm out. Have a good day.